This is Trice Talk Mini Pod for a Friday night, September the 3rd, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Mini Pod is that gap filler between episodes of Trice Talk, a mini version, if you will, of our regular show where I limit the subjects as well as the time for the show itself, at least sometimes. Hey, everybody, thanks for checking me out on this mini pod episode for a friday night uh, i hope everybody had an opportunity to get out and do something fun for a while tonight to kind of take um take your mind off of all the seriousness that's going on in the world right now especially in our country as well uh, with hurricane ida and all the destruction that she caused this week and um uh, the deaths as well. And of course, you know, the um, outcome of the uh, uh, exit, if you will, from Afghanistan. Uh, we'll be talking about that for a long time. It's amazing how many people are coming out analyzing it now. Seems like there's a lot of people right now saying, we shouldn't have left. We told them we shouldn't leave. It's amazing how many people are on that boat right now. But, um, and of course, people are still flooding across the southern border. Uh, nobody's really talking about it that much right now because if you notice, there's so many things. I mean, the biggest news here the last couple of days, I would say, is uh, the Texas passing that abortion, the new abortion law. Uh, restrictions, if you will, in Texas. And that's really upset a lot of Democrats in this country. And that's a, a big talking point from them. Isn't it amazing how quickly we go from one crisis to another in this country? I mean, is there, can you ever remember a week in the last year and seven, eight months where, you know, we weren't talking about death and destruction and, and gloom and doom. It's been a while. And of course, yes, we do talk about gloom and doom here on uh, Tristock and Minipod as well, because we think it's important to pay attention to a lot of these issues that are fueling the chaos that we have going on in America today. 
and uh, the the fact that people are literally stealing our country out from under our nose. Um, and it's going to be up to those of us who care about America and the freedoms that we have enjoyed and to some extent continue to enjoy, although they are chiseling away at them slowly as we speak. Tonight's article is going to be something that um, kind of follows along that lines. I, I, I've, I think it's an interesting article, and I found it in the uh, latest edition of the Epic Times, which is one of my favorite publications for pulling articles out for our shows. And I, I definitely think it's worth sharing with you. It's titled, The Terrifying Prophecy of Bowers. And I'll tell you in a minute who Bowers is and the only way to stop it. And the article is by Arthur Zhang. Um, so let me switch over to that and see if I can do that without uh, causing chaos. Arthur Zhang, uh, give you a little background on him. He is a veteran with an MA in history and national security. He writes opinion articles for the Epic Times as well. So um, usually that's, that's a lot longer resume on many of the people that I use for these articles. But, but um, let me share this with you, and you can make up your own mind about how true some of this is and whether or not you should be concerned. And this is a commentary. A great number of people were shocked by the results of the 2020 presidential election. But Curtis Bowers, former Republican member of the Idaho House of Representatives, might not have been. Although he never described himself as a prophet, he indeed foresaw in 2015 or earlier that 2016 would be the last time in his lifetime to see a conservative president elected. In other words, he worried that the political environment in the United States would become or would continue to deteriorate or radicalize unless a miracle were to happen. Bowers and his interviewees in the documentary, documentary, I always want to say documentary, in the documentary, Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, talked about possible electoral manipulation and fraud, but that was not the main factor that led him to make such a judgment about the future of America's political arena. The basis for his conclusion was simply demographic trends. According to Bauer's study, in 1980, about 40% of the U.S., population held conservative political views. 50% were undecided and only 10% were liberal. Now this is 1980. The trend was that both the conservative and undecided populations were shrinking. In 2012, the conservatives dropped to 30% 
while the liberal grew to 30%, making the two evenly matched. By 2036, the conservative and undecided are projected to fall further to 10% and 20% respectively, while the liberal might grow to 70% accordingly. For conservatives, if Bauer's analysis and predictions are accurate, it will indicate the United States is becoming a socialist or communist country. Could there be anything more frightening than that? Bowers himself was not willing to accept this, too. However, he was aware that American conservatives must force themselves to rationally recognize this dire situation and act vigorously to salvage it, rather than simply pinning their hopes for a turnaround on the next election, which is something we tend to do, which is something people started doing in January last year, or maybe even December of last year, after it was apparent that Trump lost, at least in the count, and um, and the you know the House was taken back over, or uh, actually it wasn't taken back over. I'm sorry, uh, we did actually gain a little bit in the House, but anyway. Uh, the rhetoric right after the election in November was wait till the midterms. They say that a lot. Conservatives say that a lot. Every time they lose an election or they lose a majority, but then it has historically been the case that after a new president comes into office, that the first midterm election after that change at the top, the other party seems to be able to capture the majority in the legislature for some reason. What has caused this trend in the proportion of political leanings? The direct answer from Bowers is the left is capturing 85% of young Americans each year. Now I'm going to stop here. That's important. If, if, you know, I don't know how accurate, you know, his numbers are because, you know, unfortunately in this country, people are always throwing around polls, poll numbers at us all the time. This poll shows this, that poll shows that. But if you knew the, know the, the, the true makings of polls and how they're done and how, you can skew any poll to turn out the way you want it to. You just can't always trust these polls and these uh, numbers that they use in these articles. But let's say that for sake of argument, you know, 85% of young Americans are being captured by the liberals. That falls in line with all of the CRT and the other outrageous subjects that are that are being pushed in schools. I guess it really came to a head last year when parents started paying attention to what their kids were doing, uh, working uh, online, uh, going to school online. They they realized what in the world is going on here. 
but it's a point that's been made for a number of years. And it, it was for the longest time, it was made just about colleges. So when somebody says, what is happening to this country? Why, why are liberals, why is, why are some of these outrageous policies and these, these ideas actually growing legs in public? Because their education system has broken down in this country and we've allowed people to come into the system that are pushing things in the direction either they want them to go or people that are pulling the strings want them to go. All right, back to the article. They achieved this not because they had magic powers. Rather, they had a long-standing agenda, a communist agenda, to undermine, infiltrate, and control the family, the church, the state, the media, the schools, and many more institutions that influence worldview of the youth. That one statement right there pretty much sums it up. If I didn't share any more of the rest of this with you, that sums it up. Of all those things that I've named here, how many of those things can you cite examples where this is true? A communist agenda, a socialist agenda have infiltrated into the control of the family, the church, the state, the media, the schools. We know they've infiltrated the schools. We certainly know from the last five years, they've infiltrated the media, probably longer or further back than that. But I'll say for sake of argument, the last five years, the state, uh, there's, there's a lot of examples of that, even more so since the elections of last year and the, and the chaos surrounding the different kinds of things states want to accept as legal ballots. The church, I'm not, I'm not, I can't cite too many examples about the church, although there are some in church schools that have been cited. The family, control of the family. Uh, is there any doubt in people's mind that more and more issues that crop up in our country that government is telling you they have they should have more control over your children than you do we had we played a little excerpt a couple of weeks ago i believe it was of some teacher telling her students in effect not to listen to their parents because they were smarter than most of their parents What teacher would have said that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, or even 20 years ago? These states now, with Dr. Fauci and all these other liberal hacks in Washington, D.C., that are trying to push their agenda with the vaccination issues in this country, and I'm not an anti-vaxxer, okay? I've been vaccinated. 
All of my family's been vaccinated. Dennis Lee's been vaccinated. So we're not anti-vaxxer. But I am anti-government forcing you to do this, and especially the government, which is what they're trying to do now in so many ways, is take control of vaccinating your children, whether or not the parents consent. And there's so many things now that the state is actually creeping in to our schools and and to our children, you know, especially the, the liberal systems around the country and telling these children that they can, they can have sex change operations without their parents' approval, permission, if you will. And I'm talking about kids 13 and younger. So is that not incursion into control of the family in this country? And what happens in communist countries? They destroy the family unit. They destroy the church. They control the media and they control the schools. And maybe not a hundred percent in this country, but how many of those can you say are not being touched by radical ideas? And it's funny when I, I say the word radical, I think I just saw uh, uh, an article earlier where liberals are now taking up calling Republicans radicals, conservatives radicals. But I, th- I think that that one sentence there that I just read to you a minute ago rings so true with what we're dealing with today. In my opinion, okay. In the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx called on his followers to destroy all traditional political systems, economic models, religious beliefs, moral values, family structures, and so on. And these did prevail in the Soviet Union, the People's Republic of China, North Korea, and some other countries. Isn't that amazing? The liberals want to stand there bold-facedly in, in, in front of the camera or in front of the uh, uh, radio microphone and say, you know, we're not. We don't want communism. We don't want socialism. Conservatives are making that up. They're just trying to scare people. Really? Family structures, moral values, religious beliefs, economic models, political systems, traditional political systems, all of that stuff. They're trying to touch. They're trying to rearrange. They're trying to shape it into systems that basically get closer and closer to Karl Marx's vision of the world. They won't teach that in school because they don't want kids to recognize that. They only want them to recognize that 
white people are bad. White people are racist. White people are the reason that this country screwed up. And I wanted to use a different word there. That's what they point out. They don't want to teach children communism is not like living in Disneyland. It's not this great, wonderful society that people want to say that it is. And history shows that it's not, but they won't teach that. No, they want to teach that, well, I'm, I'm going to get off of that, okay? You know, because we've covered it on Trice Talk and, and I've, I've covered it on many pods, but these statements that are being made here are so true. And we can recognize those things going on in this country today unless you're on the side that wants to see it. At the end of the Cold War, many Americans once believed they had defeated or even eliminated communism. Bowers was one of them, but the firsthand experience in 1992 changed his view. He attended a communist strategy meeting at the campus of the University of California, Berkeley. He was shocked to learn that the communists were still or had always been seriously planning to change America to be a more in line with their views. What surprised him more was the rapidity with which the communists were achieving their goals. This led him to drop his prior work and devote himself to researching and exposing the communist destruction of the United States. In his first award-winning documentary, Agenda, Grinding America Down, Bowers uses a wealth of facts and data to demonstrate that communism is not dead or gone, but has deliberately yet unwittingly orchestrated and driven changes in American values over the past decades. The most convincing witnesses were the communists themselves. In 1958, W. Cleon Skousen listed 45 goals of the communists to infiltrate and convert the United States in his book, The Naked Communist. These 45 goals cover everything from influencing specific policies to corrupting American culture. Examples include capturing one or both of America's political parties, controlling key positions in radio, TV, and pictures, presenting homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal and healthy, replacing revealed religion with social religion, discrediting the American founding fathers, encouraging easy divorce, and more. And he says, please watch the documentary for details. So the the name of that documentary was, uh, where was it? Uh, that's the name of the book, The Naked Communist. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'm going to post the article, so you'll, you'll have to look for that. Uh, the sequel documentary, Agenda 2, 
Masters of Deceit, explains the reason why communism has not died out. In defiance of moral principles, the communists and those who were duped masterfully kept changing their names, coining new terms, and winning the cognitive war repeatedly like a duck to water. For example, in Fabian Socialism, a denomination of communism, deception is their motto. Another branch, the Frankfurt School, boasted they could convince students that snow is black through distorted interpretations and truth subjectivism in education. Bowers notes that no matter how catchy the slogans of the communists and the left are, they aim to establish big government and foster dependence on it. Julia Irish, a family therapist, gave Agenda 2, Masters of Deceit, five stars and commented, Our children are being lost. We are well into creating a third generation of state dependents. But Julia believes all people want self-esteem, so she doesn't think young people will spontaneously and willingly rely on and support big government. Instead, they have been simply indoctrinated to think that way. The result is depression, anxiety, drug dependence, domestic abuse, and poverty. Bowers' remark that the 2016 would be the last time in his life to see a conservative president elected may leave many in despair. It was like a lady in the audience crying sadly after a screening of the documentary Agenda. The reason was that a male audience member affirmed Bowers' research, declaring, I am a professor at this college, I am a communist, and we will win because we are taking all of your children. Tanya Wright, an author for The Natural Homeschool, has a different feeling. I don't think this is a fear-mongering documentary. Wright writes, It was a desperate call to arms to those who have ears to hear. I agree. If Bowers were that pessimistic, he wouldn't have his entire family committed to going around and presenting these documentaries. He clarified his genuine thought by quoting uh, Sun Tzu. If you know yourself, you will have a 50% chance to win the battle. If you know your enemy, you will have a 50% chance to win. But if you know yourself and your enemy, you will have a 100% chance to win. Bowers hopes Americans rediscover their identity and values, understand the dangers they are in and who their enemies are, and then act quickly to defend themselves and finally win. The change in the demographics ratio of conservatives, undecideds, and liberals in the United States is ongoing. In the documentary Agenda 2, Star Parker suggests the only way you're going to reverse this trend is to begin to interject a biblical worldview back into the hearts and minds of our youth. I agree. While it is easier said than done, people who believe in God must also consider the cunning and temptations of Satan to walk their path steadily. In this regard, the 
Specter of Communism series from the Epic Times illustrates it best. So my suggestion is to watch both the Agenda documentaries and the Specter of Communism series as a collection. Okay. I, I, if you stayed with me during this whole thing, and I'm going to post it on Facebook when I'm through here, if you stayed with it, I dare you to say that the majority of those target issues are not happening today in this country. We're under assault. We're under assault in the, our school children. They're trying to take our children away from us and indoctrinate them into what they want them to believe, what they want them to support. Look what they're doing, what they've done in the last eight months since, you know, Joe Biden. It's hard to say his name sometimes because I want to add stuff in there, even though I don't know the guy personally. I just see him on TV. I hear what he says and it makes me angry. But you can't pick out any of these things in here. I dare you to find one in particular that you that you can say that nothing is happening like it says in this article. That people with socialist or communist views are not trying to influence our children, our laws our political system. Look what they're trying to do with voting. They're trying to make it absolutely. So any, any body in the world, they don't, they barely have to lift a freaking finger to vote. And anything that you make that easy for people in this country or in any society, there's going to be chances of fraud. There's going to be chances that people are voting without any conscience whatsoever about what they're voting for are really thinking through the issues. How is that really going to affect me? Not just tomorrow, but four five, six, ten years from now or my family. Cause you make it, I wish they'd get out. I wish they'd stand outside a polling place and ask people not who they voted for, But why did they vote for the person they voted for? Don't even have to ask the name. Don't even have to see which party. But why did you pick the person you voted for today? Of course, I guess you would end up knowing probably, depending on what they said, who they voted for. But this stuff makes sense. And it's frustrating. And I know I'm a dinosaur from an, from another age and liberals can't wait for all of us to die off, hoping that all of these people, all these youth that they've been indoctrinating for the last 25, 30 years, maybe longer will take over and they can screw this country up any way they want to. And yes, our country has problems and 
has had even worse problems over the over the history. But with all of that, with that history that is known to a lot of the world, people still risk their life coming here. Isn't that amazing? We're such a racist country uh, that people risk their life and their families' lives to come here to start a new life. You want to stop that? Ultimately, it'll stop itself. If Joe Biden and this this bunch of fools that he's got in Washington, D.C., Elon Omar, AOC, Nancy Pelosi, all of these people who, I don't know, maybe they truly believe in what they're trying to do. But AOC and Elon Omar and 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 Cory Bush and and a lot of these other radicals that are up there screaming and pointing fingers at conservatives and Republicans, voters. There's a lot of Republicans <laughs> in Congress that need to be screamed at. We need to be screaming at them. But. So much of this article rings true. All right, I'm, I'll get off that soapbox. I'll post it, and I hope that you will take time to look at it again and maybe look up those um, those documentaries that were mentioned here and maybe even pick up a copy of The Naked Communist. I may do that myself. Let me make a note of that because I, I want to see uh, the 45 goals. Well, shoot, I can't write with that pen cause I <laughs> got, cause of the lighting in here. I won't be able to read it. Naked communist. Okay. Um, and that's Scousen, Cleon Scousen. Okay. Seemed like I've heard that before. All right. Let me switch screens here and I'll get back and I'll close this little puppy out. Um, so I'll probably be back tomorrow night with another episode of mini pod. And then as Dennis Lee and I've been talking about for a few days now, uh, our plan is to do a live show on Sunday night. And we're going to try to do it on Facebook again, and we may end up doing it, uh, uh, you know, along with podcast as a uh, Podbeam podcast, Podbeam as well. So uh, hopefully, if if we can pull that off, that uh, that some of you will join us on Sunday night and watch that <laughs> watch that experience. Uh, Hopefully we can make it better than we did back in June. That is our goal um, with the help of our engineer, James Marshall. And um, hopefully it'll be an entertaining show as well as maybe do some of our regular stuff. But we may make it a little bit more lighthearted than we, we do on some of the nights. 
Anyway, I want to thank you for listening and downloading this episode of Minipod. If you like this or any of the Trash Talk Family podcasts, please be sure to follow us. Hit that follow button on whatever uh, media that you check us out on. I mean, we're uh, you can listen to us on Google, Chrome, TuneIn, Firefox, iHeartRadio, uh, LinkedIn, Spotify, Pandora. Uh, I'm probably leaving something out there, but that's that's quite a few outlets that you can pick up this podcast. So any one of them that you listen to them on, please be sure to follow us. And um, also, don't forget we're having a contest. We may we we typically we're doing those on Thursday night, uh, which is the book giveaway. Mark Levin's uh, new book, uh, American Marxism. I always want to say communism or socialism, but it's American Marxism by Mark Levin. Uh, I think we're going to try to give away a copy of that book as well on Sunday night, and we can actually hold the book up and show it to you in case any of you have not heard of that book or seen it. But it's uh, on the uh, New York Times bestsellers list, I believe, unless there's more than one bestsellers list, but I think it's been on number one for uh, two or three weeks now. And it's fairly recent. So, and uh, so we hopefully will do that and we may give away uh, a couple of other things as well. If, if you uh, participate in the show on Sunday night. All right. I think that's all the announcements. So until then, Keep your eyes open and your mind sharp. And stay safe, everybody. to do the same.